This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. Now in just a few moments, we're going to let you know how you can get your very own copy of Open Doors, A Year of Daily Devotions book. It's a beautiful hardcover book with 365 devotionals from Pastor Rick that offer daily encouragement from the Bible. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen or text the word daily to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part three of a message called How to Be Led by God's Spirit. There are a lot of examples in the Bible where uh, the, the circumstances were the exact opposite of God's will. When I think about the story of Jonah, God said to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to preach to it. And it was, they were the hated enemies of the Israelites because they had oppressed them for years. And, and Jonah said, I'm not going. It was literally racial prejudice. He said, I'm not going. And instead of going east to Nineveh, he gets on board a ship headed for Tarshish, which is a seaport on the coast of Spain. He's going as far east as he can. God said, go west, and he goes east. But the circumstances, there was a ship waiting there, headed for Tarshish. Um, uh, he had the money for a ticket. Uh, they, they had space on board. Uh, he gets on board. They take him on, on. It must be God's will. I've seen circumstance ruin a lot of businesses and business opportunities because it looked like a good deal. Let me give you another example from Paul. I, I wrote the scripture down there on your outline. You might want to read it. Uh, Acts 27, it's about another Mediterranean cruise about 2,000 years later. And uh, Paul is being taken to Rome as a prisoner. And the night before the ship is leaving, uh, God says to him uh, in his prayer time, uh, tell him not to go tomorrow because they're going to head straight into a storm. And Paul says to the sailors and the captain of the ship, guys, if we leave today, uh, we're, we're going to go straight into a storm. Uh, but they didn't listen to him. And here's what the Bible says up here on the screen. Paul said, men, he's talking to the sailors, if we sail now, this voyage will be a disaster. We'll lose the ship, the cargo, and maybe even our own lives. But when a gentle breeze came up, they thought, this is exactly what we wanted. Have you ever had a gentle breeze come up in your life and think, this is exactly what I wanted, and you were heading straight into a storm? When a gentle breeze came up, they thought, this is exactly what we wanted, so they launched out thinking it would be smooth sailing. Sound familiar? That new business venture? Thinking it would be smooth sailing, but at sea, a violent typhoon storm arose, which made it impossible to control the direction of the ship, so we gave up and just let her drift. That is the epitaph of many a believer who trusted in circumstances. We just finally gave up and let her drift because we thought it was right. The circumstances looked good, but that was a disastrous business deal or marriage or, or whatever. How about you? 
How many times have you ever thought of something circumstantial was an open door and you later found out it was a trap door? You can't just trust circumstances. I can give you example, example in the Bible about this where, where David, he had sent his army to war in spring and he's at home lollygagging around in his PJs and he's up, upstairs and he looks out and he sees a beautiful woman taking a bath on a roof. What's she taking a bath on a roof for? And he looks down from his palace to Caesar and he goes, very, very pretty. Her husband's at war, I'm home alone, she's attractive, and he falls into a fair. Circumstances can lead you the wrong way. The fact is, Satan can manipulate circumstances. You seem to be aware of that. And so you always check your circumstances against God's word. And what I mean by that is that you don't use circumstances to discern God's will, but you use it to confirm God's will. Now, let me give you one more stop. If I want to be led by God's spirit, I cannot be led by my feelings. If I want to be led by God's spirit, I cannot be led by my feelings. Because your feelings lie to you all the time. Now every emotion is temporary, whether it's a good one or a bad one. You can be elated at your wedding and it will not last. You can be elated at Disneyland, it will not last. You can be elated at winning a game for a team that you were rooting for, it will not last. And the same is true if you're depressed, if you're discouraged. It will not last. No emotion can stay at the same level of intensity. If you have a panic attack, one thing you need to know, it can't last. You cannot stay in a perpetual state of panic. It, this too will pass. And so you can't be led by your feelings because they're not permanent. They're, they're just temporary. And the most common mistake, and I even hear Christians saying this today, was, well, just let your conscience be your guide. I hate to tell you this, your conscience is often wrong. So is mine. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. Now, I've told you this many times, that you lie to yourself more than you lie to anybody else. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. Just because somebody else thought it doesn't make it true. Just because it's popular doesn't make it true. Something is true because it's true. Not what you think is true is true, not what you hope is true, not whatever, all these other things. Truth is simply truth. It's either right or it's not right. Now, most people base their decisions on how they feel. And I can't tell you how many times, and it sounds like a spiritual thing, say, why did you do that? Well, I just had a peace about it. That's not enough, friend, to make a decision on. Well, I had a peace about it. Peace is a good thing, but you better have more basis for your decision than just a peaceful feeling, because you can have a peaceful, easy feeling. <laughs> and I know it won't let you go, so. <laughs> you are really old, people. <laughs> if you know those lyrics, you are really, really old. I, I just, I'm feeling right at home here right now, okay? <laughs> You can't just go by your feelings. Feelings lie. It may be the result of some burrito you ate or something, you know? I mean, you remember that story of Jonah? I told you, hey, here's a ship. Hey, I got the money. Hey, they take me on board. And he goes down and he goes into the bottom of the ship and he falls into a nice 
peaceful sleep. He's totally out of the will of God, and he's at peace. So that's not enough. Peace is a good thing, but it's not enough to base your life on simply emotions because he was totally disobeying God. Satan can give you false peace. Proverbs 14, verse 12. You may feel, circle the word feel, you may feel you're on the right path, the right road, and still end up dead. Okay? And the result of being manipulated by moods, look at the next verse. We've all strayed away like sheep. We have left God's path to follow our own. And why do we leave God's path to follow our own? Because we felt like it. Those are things you have to stop doing if you want to be led by the Spirit. Now, the stuff you should do, it'll be a whole lot faster. Okay, quickly, it's not going to take me a long time because this is self-explanatory on this. We talked about the five things you got to stop doing. What are the five things you start doing? Very easy to understand. Number one, if I want to get guidance from God, I want divine direction. Number one, I must want to be led. I got to desire it first. I must want to be led. It starts with desire. It starts with longing. It starts with craving. Have you ever had anybody hold your head under the water so long that you go, I have got to get air? When you get that desperate and when you cry out to God, say, God, I have got to know. I've got to know what you want me to do. It's not like, I kind of would like to know. It would be helpful to know. And if you don't have any intensity or passion in your prayer life about knowing God's will, God's going, well, I guess it's not that important to you. But when you say, I've got to have it, it's like, it's like I'm hungry, I've got to have food. I'm out of breath, I've got to have oxygen. I don't know which way to go in life. God, I've got to know your will. I must want to be led by the Spirit. Psalm 40, verse eight. My God, I want to do what you want and your teachings are in my heart. The reason why he wants to do this is because he's reading the Bible. Your teachings are in my heart. Number two, I must be willing to do what God says. I must not only want God's will, I've gotta be willing to do what God says. I'm willing to obey in advance. In other words, God, before you even tell me what you want me to do, my answer in advance is already yes. God doesn't tell you his will and then you get to decide whether you do it or not. You have to decide in advance. You pre-qualify. God's not gonna show you what he wants to do with your life and then you get to decide about it. You say, God, I surrender my life to you completely. I'm not, I don't just want your will. I'm willing, whatever it is. I, I don't even understand it. I don't even know it. But whatever it is, I'm willing in advance. John seven seventeen. Jesus said this. Whoever is willing to do what God wants and chooses it, it's a choice, you choose God's will, will know if what I teach comes from God. So he says, trust me in advance. I want to be led, and I'm willing to do what you want me to do even before you've even told me. Number three, if I want to be led by God's spirit, I must look to God's word. I must look to God's word. God's will is found in God's word. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. If you're not in the Bible every day, you're in the dark. You're, you're, you're walking through life without a flashlight. 
Your word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. Proverbs 119, Psalm 119 is what that's supposed to be. Psalm 119, 133 uh, says this. Guide my steps by your word so I will not be overcome by any evil. It's up here on the screen. Guide my steps by your word so I won't be overcome by any evil. Now I want to give you a couple statements real quick. I could go into this in detail, but I won't. About the word of God. Write these down. Number one, God's will is found in God's word. God's will is found in God's word. Most of God's will is already revealed. No, the name of your spouse is not there. But that's not what, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. The principles are there on how to find the right kind of man or the right kind of woman that would be uh, God's choice. And as you read God's word, he speaks to you. When you open your Bible, God opens his mouth. And he starts talking to you. And when you, when you close your Bible, God closes his mouth. He shuts his mouth. We discover the will of God in the word of God. So let me just say it this way. Stop listening for a voice and start looking for a verse. Some of you want God to write it in the sky. Why would he write it in the sky? He's already written it in a book. But you won't even open it on a daily basis. Stop looking for a voice. Write it in the sky. Give me a word. Start looking for a verse. And God will teach you the principles. And by the way, God expects me to obey what I already know before he shows me something new. So if God's already shown you something, I want you to do this and you haven't done it yet, why is he going to show you step two until you've done step one. It's already there. You say, I, I, God, I need to know if you want me to change jobs. And God says, well, are you following what I've already told you? Are you already doing that? And the key, if you want to be led by the Spirit, start doing what you already know is God's will. Just start doing what you already know is God's will. God's will is found in God's word. And the other thing I want you to write down is this. God's will never contradicts God's word. If you get an idea and you can't find a basis for us in the Bible, it's wrong. Because God has already given us his word. You know, it's like, well, I had this impression. People tell me all the time, Pastor Rick, I had this impression. Well, what does the Bible say? You know, this is how cults get started. I, I got this idea. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8, that even if an angel shows up and tells you something, like here's some new books to add to the Bible, he says, you don't even trust that. Because if it's not in the Bible, he says, you don't, God's will will never contradict God's word. And God, most of what God's already wanted us to know is found in this book. And if you read it, God will guide you. Now, you say, well, if I act on what God's already told me, then you're telling me he's going to tell me more? That's exactly what I'm saying. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. As we start the new year, we often think about setting goals for the months ahead. They give us hope and keep us moving forward. And we know that setting goals is important because the Bible tells us that Jesus set goals. So, Pastor Rick developed a new power-packed download to help you successfully kick off the new year. This resource will give you the tools you need to set and achieve your personal goals, God's way. 
This life-changing resource is yours free when you text the word FREE to 800-600-5004. That's the word FREE to 800-600-5004. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first... Do you want to live in the full and abundant life God desires for you? That only happens when you seek God and spend time in His Word. That's why Pastor Rick put together a 365-day devotional book called Open Doors. Each day features a Bible verse and a short devotional where Pastor Rick, in his engaging and relevant way, makes the Bible easy to understand and apply. As you dive into this book, you'll open the door to greater intimacy with God and experience the love, trust, and the freedom that comes from a deeper relationship with Him. You'll discover God's wisdom to resolve conflict, conquer fear, reduce stress, build healthy relationships, overcome temptation, and so much more. Get open doors today and be encouraged, inspired, and equipped to live out God's plan and purpose for your life. It's a great way to kick off the new year. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world, we'll send you your very own hardcover copy of Open Doors to Say Thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. There are only two days left to get this great resource, so contact us today. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love hearing from Daily Hope listeners like you, and here's one note that I got from Raymond in New York. Dear Pastor Rick, I'd like you to know how much I appreciate the Daily Hope broadcast, the nuggets that I get I share with my lunch group at work, and my family benefits as well because at dinner time, my wife and my son hear the nugget that I learned during the day, and we discuss it. It's awesome. Well, let me just say this. Raymond, thanks for writing me. And thanks for sharing your story. You encouraged me just now. I'm happy to hear that you're sharing daily hope with your coworkers and with your family. If God has used this broadcast in your life, would you let me know about it? I love you, and I thank God for you. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.